0: You're listening to Win the Day with James Whitaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. This is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whittaker. Let's go. Welcome back to Win the Day in our second last episode of the year. The quote for this episode comes from Marcus Aurelius and says, Be tolerant with others and strict with yourself. As we conclude the year, it's time for a recap of some legendary moments of the Win the Day podcast in 2023. If you missed the first recap, that was episode 142 back in June. I'll include a link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out for the first half highlights. The podcast first started four and a half years ago as a solo show, but it evolved to include interview episodes. And obviously, as the host, my role is to get the right information broadcast to you so you can win the day every day in your life, in your career, and in your home. So straight out of the gate, I was focused on getting the most impactful guests I could find, and that's rare for a podcast. Most people want to dip their toe in because they don't want to fail, but I'm an all-in kind of guy and I quickly grew to love those interview episodes and all the positive feedback that was coming in. Then at the start of this year, after seeing all of the progress that had happened over the four and a half years that we'd been running the podcast, I wanted to raise the bar even higher. And in 2023, the Win Day podcast included the Guinness World Record holder for most number one books on the New York Times bestseller list ever. Not one, but two Navy SEALs from the Naval Special Warfare Development Group, also known as SEAL Team 6, leading medical professionals, acclaimed composers, Olympians, coaches to gold medal Olympians, you name it. And in episode 152, we even set a Guinness World Record of our own where 100 skydivers, each over 60 years old, jumped out of an airplane together after the intro to the podcast was recorded in the sky. Now, if you haven't seen the intro to episode 152 yet, you've got to check it out. I'll include a link to that in the show notes. So I'm addicted to this ride now. I love it. I love the podcast and everything that has happened and I'm so excited to see what guests are just around the corner. It's like a video game in real life and I love that you're along for the ride with me so we can grow together and apply everything we learn along the way. So, with 2023 pretty much in the books, we turn our attention shortly to 2024, and the guests we have are going to blow your socks off. Now, the mission, to be very clear, is to help every person on the planet to activate their winning life. To make this a reality, here are three ways you can help right now. Number one, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Number two, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And number three, share your favorite episode with someone who needs to hear it. Again, those three steps will be huge in terms of making the show more visible and encouraging others to stop losing and start winning so they can motivate others to do the same. Without further ado, let's get into 11 tips to win the day and the best highlights from the year so far. Number one, fall in love with yourself first. In episode 158, we had Nina Olk on the show. Now, Nina is someone I've known for many years, and it's been incredible to see the person she has become and the extraordinary impact she's having on the world. Now, this was a very confronting and emotional episode. Nina talks about the abuse she went through, human trafficking, and so much more, but we need to be aware of what's really going on so we can help others and make sure our loved ones never end up in that situation. During our interview, Nina shared the moment when she fell in love for the first time at 50 years old and how that changed her life.
1: At the age of 50, I stood on a grass garden. I've got grass in my garden and I understood the importance of affirmations and the importance of words. And I said to myself at the age of 50, I'm going to gift myself with my own words. I'm going to unlearn everything I've ever learned and I'm going to create a new mindset. I already have... Um, a business acumen, I have that ability, but personal level is huge. You, what you think about yourself brings that energy to a room. It brings that love or unlove to a situation. And I fell in love for the first time in my life, and that was with me. I decided I was good enough, that I was beautiful on the inside, that I'd never hurt anyone. I'd loved the people that hurt me the most. My father didn't teach me to ride a bike, but he taught me to love unconditionally. And I've used that love, bringing it forward to love the fear of anyone who feels they're not good enough. Number two,
0: turn your setback into a comeback. Now, we all face setbacks in life. It's not only possible, it's an absolute guarantee. But sometimes we wallow in those setbacks for so long that it ends up consuming our entire life. In episode 144, Tim Story, the legendary life coach, author, and spiritual advisor came on the show to share the exact formula to turning your setback into a comeback, just like he did with Robert Downey Jr. and the hundreds of other high-profile
2: individuals that Tim has helped. Here's what he had to say. When you want to have a comeback, there are certain steps. Number one, you have to become awake, conscious. Two, you have to take inventory. Most people won't do number two. And that is a realistic inventory. That's why some people are afraid to go to the doctor. They don't want a full battery of tests to find out something might be wrong with their body. I hear people say, I'd rather not think about it. So you have to become awake to have this comeback. You have to take inventory. And here's the third thing that I don't see a lot of people doing. They will not partner with the right people. The right people, in the case of you being challenged or problem is not someone who's just saying, I feel sorry for you or you're a victim or you don't deserve this. Sometimes it really is tough love. It is being challenged. It is being shaken. And so if somebody is not willing to take inventory and to find the right partner, I can see that most times they're going to revert back to the beginning and then have to go through the process again.
0: Number three, share the heavy lifting in your household. Episode 146 was such an interesting one. Now, beforehand, Michael Perry and I didn't know each other at all before the interview. We quickly realized that we had a lot in common the more we spoke. And the interview was a raw account from someone who was right in the thick of it. I mean, Michael has got a startup business, a young family, he's got his own doubts, and is easily one of my favorite episodes of the year. And it resonated on the socials too. We had millions of views from the clips that we put up from Michael's interview on TikTok in particular. And one of the most impactful things he shared was the importance of doing the heavy lifting in your household. It's a message that should be heard everywhere, particularly by men before it's too late.
3: In 1950, four out of 10 children had dual working
0: parents. Today's number is nine out of 10. The difference being in 1950, we had this very rigorous kind of system in place that dad was going to work, mom was staying home, dad was
3: making a paycheck, mom was running the household. In 40% of households today, mom is actually making more money than dad. In almost all households, she's doing more work at home than dad. So there's a
0: tremendous amount of friction and frustration at home around just the actual
3: labor and planning of the house right it's so tacky and so cheesy but it's it's so true that if you ask most dads who's your kid's teacher like they don't know the name who's planning the vacations who's buying the groceries who's folding the clothes who's you start going down this laundry list of things and almost always the answer returns back to my wife or mom but she's
0: also doing a nine-to-five job number four understand the value of time Nick Sonnenberg is the world's leading operational efficiency expert and works with startups right through to globally recognized companies, even industry leaders like Tony Robbins. So during our conversation, I asked him what the best leaders do differently to everyone
4: else. This is what Nick had to say. The, the best leaders understand the value of time and not just their time, but they care about the time of their team. You don't want or they don't want a $100,000 a year person doing stuff that a a year person could do. So they actively try to figure out how can we get those things off your plate? Is it that we have to, you know, you're wasting time in email, we have to train you? Is it you're doing the role of a junior person and we need to hire that person? So that's one thing is um, they understand the value of time and they're not just trying for themselves to save time, but they're actively trying to um, have each of their team do things that tap into their unique zone of genius or are at, at the hourly rate that it should be,
0: right? I can already see how in terms of finding meaning in work
4: and moving away from burnout, they're some of the byproducts of what you've just 100%. spoken about already. Yeah. I mean, imagine what your company looks like if, if everyone's working on things that either give them joy or tap into their superpower. And so great leaders are really focused on that. How can they remove all the other crap from, from, their, from uh, their team's plate so they can do the best, most meaningful work of their life at that company? And then obviously, they are good at setting vision, financing vision. They have developed a strong sense of culture in the company. I mean, those are some of the key things I've seen. Number
0: five, take your life one day at a time. Growing up, I loved all the movies about Navy SEALs and other Special Forces units. I grew up with Top Gun and Under Siege. They were some of my favorite movies when I was growing up. And that's why you see me at another level of energy whenever we have these guys on the podcast. In episode 154, Andrew Sullivan came on the show to talk about his experience as a SEAL in the Naval Special Warfare Development Group, the most elite-trained individuals on the planet. I mean, these are the guys that did the Bin Laden raid, the Captain Phillips operation, and so many other missions that are top secret. But you don't get to that point without first making it through the notorious BUDS training in Coronado, California. So I asked Sully about his mindset for that grueling selection process and how he got through and you'll notice how similar it is to the win the day mentality
3: not hard to make friends with other people because you know you always want to suffer with a buddy nobody wants to suffer by themselves and you do a lot of suffering in buds so for me it's just make it to the end of the day I, i think when i get kids asking me for advice when they're going to buds it's it's take everything one step at a time if you start looking at the big picture I have to do this for eight more months or however long the time is, you are going to get overwhelmed. And that's when you start thinking negatively. If you have, I just need to make it to the end of this evolution, or I just have to make it to the end of the day. I just have to make it to Friday. And you take things sequentially a step at a time. It's it's a lot easier to process and handle. So that was my mentality going in.
0: Yeah. It's just chucking down that mission, isn't it? It's like, it yeah, is. if you want yeah. to win your life, it's how you focus on winning the day, which absolutely. becomes a week, which becomes a month.
3: Yes, absolutely. Mm. And a lot of guys come in, and there's, I tell people there's not one thing about buds that a fit person couldn't do. It's the fact that you have to do it over and over and over again that makes it really difficult. Mm. And it's funny. One of the first um, guys to ring the bell was was this championship triathlete. He was just a stud. You know, he smoked us all on the runs and the swims. It was very impressive. But he quit within before he even hit hell week. He, he was done. He's like, nope, it's not for me. So that kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop because you don't know why at the time they're quitting because typically you don't see them again. Just, they just they get them out of there. And So it is uh, it is true to some degree. You look around and the guys that you think won't make it, make it. And the guys that you think are going to make it, don't make it. So it, it's really hard to, to process. And the Navy spends a lot of money trying to figure out because it would be so much easier if you could know the traits or the attributes that are going to get the guys through ahead of time before you put them in the selection course. be much more efficient.
0: Number six, save your marriage before it's too late. Since we first met, Dr. Mark Goulston has become one of my favorite people. He's one of the great gifts humanity has and continues to do incredible work in mental health. We covered so much during this conversation, including how Dr. Goulston's life has changed since receiving a terminal health diagnosis recently. And he and I have had several conversations in private about the struggles that young families go through as they try to balance marriage with the stress of kids, financial pressures, and their own individual aspirations. I mean, that's my life at the moment, quite frankly. It's a very delicate balance. And if you're not careful, you could wake up one day and be on the brink of losing it all. Here is what Dr. Goulston shared to save your marriage and your family.
5: What I'm advising couples is you proactively find a way have a dinner just the two of you or if you can't get away you know when the kids are asleep make sure you do this you know schedule it bring up anything that gets in the way of either of you looking forward to seeing the other because once upon a time you each put a smile on each other's face you were in love you were in like the ground rules are try to be civil but if someone gets really feisty they got to keep talking till they're talking from the hurt and fear underneath. What's the hurt? I can't remember the last time you liked me. I can't remember the last time you respected me. I can't remember the last time you were proud to be with me in public. And it's killing me. And then you seal it uh, that evening with an apology for something. And once you get all this stuff off your chest, you look into each other's eyes, and you see why you fell in love with each other, and why you still love them.
0: Number seven, the size of your question determines the size of your result. One of the highlights of the year was sitting down with Chicken Soup for the Soul creator Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal, who is also a leader in the self-help field. For a long time, I've been a big believer in the importance of becoming as valuable as you can so you have more value to offer other people, while at the same time being comfortable asking for what you want. In fact, one of the quotes I live my life by is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's a famous Wayne Gretzky quote. And I use that philosophy to get the high-profile guests that you see come onto the podcast. And in episode 150, Mark shared his own experience learning about the power of asking and how you can use it to achieve everything you want.
6: What I learned early on when I was training in life insurance business back in 1974, so we're talking about 50 years ago, basically, is the size of your question determines size of your result. When I asked, "How do I make 100 grand a year?" That's 250 work days times 400 dollars, 100 grand, big money back then. Today it's like almost a half million, but. all of a sudden, I get with the world's best salesman, Ben Feldman. He sold, outsold 1,500 of the 1,800 insurance people he was with in New York Life. Became a good friend, you know, and talked with lisp and was amazing. And I can tell you everything about him. But he said, hey, wait a second. If one of your kids, life's in line, can you earn $4,000 today? I get goosebumps with that question because it, it, he nailed it. He said, now go do it, but didn't do it two and 50 times. Now you make a million a year. And then I start doing it because it's a size of your question. If you say, how am I going to do this? The mind at a very high level is teleological. That means it's goal setting and goal getting. So if you ask dumb questions, you get dumb results. If you ask wise questions, you get wise results. Financial questions, you get good financial results. Spiritual questions, you start to meet God in you and God in universe because we think the universe is infinite and we're made in the infinite stuff of God. So we're here to create, contribute, and be charitable.
0: Number eight, the tragedy isn't death. It's never living to begin with. In episode 152, it was so cool to set a Guinness World Record of our own and capture what is surely the most epic intro to a podcast ever recorded. It was all thanks to Norman Kent, the skydiving cinematographer with more than 30,000 jumps to his name and is a trailblazer in making the impossible a reality. Norman has been through some incredible tragedy in his life, most notably when he lost his wife, who was the love of his life. But her zest for living each day to the fullest helped Norman realize that death isn't a tragedy. After all, it's the one thing we're all guaranteed to go through. The real tragedy is not to live.
7: Here's Norman. The pain uh, of passing and losing somebody and all of that, it's all by design. We're all going. It's a matter of how we're going to spend life. It's not a question of how we're going to save it. So I learned to deal with it more as a that particular kind of pain as a as a normal thing. There's the pain of the person you miss. There's the pain of maybe, you know, whatever might have happened that might have been not not great, not peaceful. But it is no tragedy to die. It is by design. We are all going. And why are we hiding from it? You know, it's like, I don't mean rush into it head first, but but why wouldn't you want to live, live every second of it? And, and, and even if it shortens your, your time span, you know, live it. And, um, you know, and then there's the, the pain of, of, uh, you know, injuries and things like that and whatever, that that's a lot of where the fear comes. You know, nobody wants to get hurt. And once you get hurt, there's uh, the fear is even different. You know, I, I, I've been injured and, and there, and there you come back and you have these, flashbacks of that injury and you find yourself in similar situations and you kind of doubt second guess yourself you know, second guess yourself it's like oh no you know and then you realize you're just you know you're reliving that but it all falls in the same category which is you can't let that stop you you can't say oh whoa that hurts oh i'm never doing that again it's like no i mean that hurts and you know i made a mistake or that hurts uh, it was an accident Uh, And then you manage the fear just the same way. So it's no different than the fear conversation. Mm -hmm. It's just fear of pain or fear of a certain kind of pain. So it's the same conversation. Do you want to fear? How do you escape the fear of dying? You can't say by not dying. Mm -hmm. You really can't. Mm -hmm. You know, so you might as well escape it by living it and, and, and smiling at it and embracing that fear.
0: Number nine, happiness is not correlated to how much money you make. In episode 156, we had the goat of business consulting on the podcast, Jay Abraham. I've been a fan of Jay's for a long time, and as founder and CEO of the Abraham Group, Jay spent his entire career solving the most complex problems of business. He's been fixing underperforming businesses and identifying massive opportunities for growth. Jay's made a lot of money, he's lost a lot of money, and he's made even more money back again so when he talks about money and happiness, we need to listen. Jay also talks about the age-old decision of whether you should work for yourself or someone else to find true fulfillment.
8: Big corporations—they stimulate not mediocrity, but almost an ambivalent attitude and a disconnect to the end. You're so far removed from, you know, from the end game, which is serving the the consumer, that. It just, it becomes very, very abstract. But I think an entrepreneur is, you know, he or she's playing right on the front lines of capitalism. You know, their decisions, their efforts produce either success or failure, income or, or not. And it's just a very different game. Uh, you know, they aren't, they aren't as prosperous. They're not billion-dollar uh, entities, but they're so much more fascinating. They're so much more dimensional. They're so much more authentic. And they have so much more joy, I think, because if you see a lot of people in corporate America, they're not that happy. They're ambivalent, apathetic. They're going through the motion because they get paid a lot. And A lot of entrepreneurs don't get paid as much, but they have more joy and more happiness. Interesting. People don't realize that happiness isn't really correlated to making money. It really isn't uh, correlated to how prestigious. It isn't correlated to whether you have a Ferrari or you have a big mansion or you've got the hottest looking, you know, woman, wife. It's correlated to to the fulfillment you get out of what you do, who you do it for, the feedback loop you get. And I always was able to understand and appreciate that and how that drove entrepreneurs. Number 10, do the reps and get the feedback.
0: If you're serious about the result, you better be serious about the action you need to take to get that result. In episode 164, Stanford professor and communication expert Matt Abrahams came on the podcast and spoke about how your ability to communicate effectively is directly correlated to the results you get. Not only that, Matt shared the three-step process to achieve mastery in any skill.
3: There are only three ways to get better at communication. And I quite frankly, I think at anything, it's repetition, reflection, and feedback. You need to get the reps in, you need to practice, but you have to reflect because if you don't reflect, you fall victim to that definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And then you have to get feedback. You have to look outside yourself to get input and information. So I personally try to practice that in everything I do. And I encourage everybody to take time to get the reps in, reflect, and then also get the feedback.
0: Last and certainly not least, number 11, think about what you want your children to remember. Lauren Curran is doing some incredible things to disrupt the recruitment industry in Australia. And in episode 160, Lauren came on the show to share her best business lessons, as well as some moments of heartbreak and vulnerability from her own journey. But it was a reminder for parents that I found most impactful, especially around the importance of prioritizing and planning that time with family rather than staying trapped on the hamster wheel of work. What do you want your children to remember? Because there's only going to be a small finite amount of time that they're going to want to hang out with you and then they're going to be teenagers and they're going to be in their room and then you're going to try and knock on their door and they're going to tell you to go away. You've got to Make it a focal point and you've got to plan for it. Plan for it in your, you know, year and go, okay, when can we create some fun experiences as a family? It doesn't have to be expensive, you know. It doesn't have to be an overseas trip. You know, camping is really affordable and it's still a great experience th- with the kids. So making that time, what do we work for? We don't just work to work and work and work, you know. Our kids want to have that time with us. So just intertwining it into your life is really important. Planning for it when you plan your year. I hope these lessons have been valuable. In next week's episode, we've got the most popular episode of all time from the Win the Day Vault. It's with Mana from Mars author John Gray. If you're having trouble with your relationship, you need the confidence to start a new relationship, or you simply want a better understanding of the polarity that drives human behavior, this episode is a must-listen. The video version has more than 90,000 views on YouTube alone, with millions of views on the short clips. And the Win the Day podcast now has more than 40 million views, which is insane. I can't believe it. But you know what? We're on the road to 1 billion. So I can't thank you enough for your support. It means the world to me. And it's what motivates me to keep stepping it up so I can add as much value to your life as possible. And let's face it, there are a lot of people out there who need our help and are looking at you and I to lead by example. Remember to get out there and win the day. Until next time, onwards and upwards, always.